When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a brand new podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word, only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. So joining me straight out of the Eternal Elevator is Beck Hill. Now, Beck, before you can submit your questions to God, we need to fill out a bit of a profile. So I'm going to need a few details. Um, Your full name, please. Rebecca Natani Hill. Um, Your occupation? Comedian. And any notable achievements? Uh, I won a toilet seat, with like a gold sparkly one. For I did a, I did a joke about toilets for uh, Water Aid, which is a wonderful charity. And they were doing a the nation's favorite toilet joke competition. What was the joke? Uh, it was my friend gave me Sudoku toilet paper for Christmas. It was crap. You can only fill it in with number ones and number twos. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And you want a gold sparkly toilet seat? Where is it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's it's no. in the flat. Oh no. Well, because no, if you go to our bathroom, you'll notice that it's one of those. They changed our bathroom, and they get the landlord, and they gave it one of those. Those toilets are a weird shape, like it's squarish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. But now I can't. It can't go put on a there. Standard toilet seat on it. So it's on a wall somewhere. Right? I really want to put yeah. it on a wall, but yeah, it's yeah. very heavy, <laughs> and I don't want the wall to fall in. And then I have to explain that it fell in because yeah. I was trying to hang up a golden sparkly yeah. toilet seat. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, before we go any further, I need to know how you're feeling. Do you do you think about death much? Because we're about to kill you off. Oh my gosh, so much. Like I think about death on average like 20 times a day really oh so much i um what i've started to do is when i go to sleep um instead of saying good night to my husband i uh, i just go bye and i roll over (laughs) because my theory is that if one of us dies yeah then like that's closure and at least you've done the last at least you've done your goodbye yeah because if he dies yeah then i said bye to him yeah and if i die then at least I said, said like, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yeah. then I don't have any unfinished business. I'm not okay, going to come fair. back in. And what about um, the afterlife? Is that, is that something you think about or is it just the kind of the, the death thing? Uh, I think I think about death more than I think about the afterlife. I really, 
like as uh as somebody who identifies as christian i really want there to be an afterlife yeah, yeah, yeah um but i'm also aware that it's annoyingly one of those things you don't know until it happens yeah. to you and it's such a lonely thing yeah, yeah such yeah. a lonely thing that when oh i just find that really uh terrifying yeah yeah i think a lot of people do i think that's the yeah. kind of the, that's one of the scariest things isn't it is that that kind of loneliness of it almost the mm. kind of the, the solitude yeah yeah exactly so okay well let's kill yeah. you off on that note yeah, um, yeah so would you like to that was quick well we have to figure out what brought you here i like to think that you're there when it happens yeah, well i am like oh, this proves good. it that's yeah, good yeah. this makes me feel much better yeah well for years people have tried to work it out but here i am Here's it'll be really awkward when i say to my husband tonight bye oh hi matt <laughs> <laughs> i think that literally i mean i don't know how people define but i think for some people the idea of meeting me at the end of the clipboard is hell so i like that i like the idea that it's just you know me with a clipboard going told you i'd be here <laughs> um so we need you to spin the spinning wheel of death so can you hit the button for me Ooh, please yeah. here we go let's see what happens so Ooh. there's a lot of options here eaten by crushed by stung by uh, you were crushed by a stuffed crocodile outside of waitrose that's so ironic because you'd think i'd get eaten by an actual crocodile in Australia. Well, that's the thing. You managed all these years in Australia without getting eaten, and then you come here and you get crushed by one. Yeah. Did you? Um, did Is you... it stuffed? Wait, I've got a. I've got questions. Go now. on. Is it stuffed in a taxidermied way? Like, was it a real crocodile? Is no. Is it a toy crocodile? No, it's like. Or is it stuffed like a turkey and it's full of breadcrumbs? No, it's it's stuffed like dad who's been away on business for a month in Australia and comes back with the biggest thing he could find out of guilt. Oh my that gosh. Kind of You've just described my entire childhood. There you go. Right. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I yeah. once had a giant stuffed snake called See? Snakey. See? Yeah. It's that. He it's was that a guilt dad snake. guilt. It is yeah, a dad. Yeah. It's dad guilt. It's dad's been in Australia on a business trip. You can't see it, but I'm doing air, you know, bunny yeah. ears. He's on a business trip for yeah. a month. And he's come back with this eight foot <laughs> stuffed you, crocodile. When you do bunny ears and say business trip, it does sound like you're suggesting he was visiting prostitutes. Or has another family. I've realized <laughs> I've made it so much. It was a business trip. It was just a business trip that was a bit too long. And he tacked two weeks on the end and didn't tell the family. Yeah. It's not yeah. that he has another family in, in Australia. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I should hope not. Yeah. I think if you're going to have a secret family, Australia is too far to do it anyway. You want to kind yeah. of go far enough, but not too far. I'm making it sound That's like I've thought about this now. I haven't, if you live in not... Australia, your secret family is probably going to be in Australia. Yeah. It's too far to go yeah, to like yeah. Bali or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. To try and keep coming back and forth. Hoped. We haven't worked out how the crocodile, like did it fall from a window above yeah, so or a it plane? Was, yeah, it was being craned in. Wow. This dad had got it seriously wrong. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it was just a mess. He yeah. got it so badly wrong. Also, he'd had to pay serious import tax as well. So as a gift, it's backfired massively. And did what, you... What did, was left of his marriage is finished. Did you see that guy on Twitter who ordered the giant Snorlax? Yes, I love that guy. Oh, it's so good. And for anyone listening, I uh, yeah, there's a guy who ordered a, a massive Snorlax um, from America and then realised he couldn't yeah. afford it. And he had to pay some get someone to fly. Oh it, no, he had to he had to go over. And he fly had to it. go and get it, and then it had to be flown on the special thing. And then, but when it arrived, and it had to be really vacuum packed, and yeah. he was really worried it wouldn't. But then there's now these pictures sort of him started, like sitting in it, yeah. Like this giant. And then the customs woman had to like open up the box, yeah. and then she thought it was hilarious. Well, because it is, it would be a remarkable way to smuggle anything because it's so huge. <laughs> and like, I mean, if it, if it, if he is a smuggler, he deserves our respect rather yeah. than our ire because he has done a really good thing there. He has hidden in plain sight quite brilliantly. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get on to your first question. Um, what do you want to know? Uh, first of all, I would like to ask God what pronoun they prefer. Okay. Yeah, because um, 
obviously in the Bible, God is a is a he with a capitalized H. And uh, but then again, it was the, the Bible as we know it today was primarily written by men. <laughs> and, um, and if there's one thing I've learned about men from history, it's that they uh, they like to assume that the normal gender is male. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I, I, I attend a church now in um, in Holloway and they they tend to um, flip between using he mm. and she, um, which is really refreshing. Mm. Also, I've found I listen to the readings more closely now mm. because it throws me because mm. I I'm I'm not expecting it. So mm. when they say like she or her, I I suddenly my ears prick up mm. and I'm like oh oh mm. this is a new thing and mm. I do, I just listen. It's like reading or hearing it for the first time again. It's sort of. You go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back one step. So because mm. I'm always fascinated by um, what people's image of God is. So because one of the things we do, obviously, we do here is we go, God, whoever he, she, or it may be. But you mm. have, you're coming with a very clearly defined sense. And you, you've already said you self-define as a Christian. So tell me a bit about that. Um, well, I think God, it's, it's hard to shake the Simpson God, isn't it? Mm. Like, I think there's uh, certainly a generation that grew up with the most common mm. God being Simpson's God. Who did you? Um, you must know the fact that he's the only Simpsons character with five fingers. I love that. Yeah, it's mm. really nice. Um, people now go and check. People yeah, now go yeah. and check. Every time I tell people that, they're like, "What?" And then they go and look. But he's the only essentially human character. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting. So, uh, um, so it's hard to to shake that. I think I don't really have a face in mind for God. I think I tend to change it depending on mm. who I need God to be at that time, like a shapeshifter. So sometimes to me, God is. Um, like a you know like a a santa claus type character mm. but then um one thing i've always found very comforting and i i always come back to is uh, i once had to go for a colonoscopy which is not a nice procedure and um and for anyone who doesn't know, basically they put a camera up your bottom and i um it was it was a very uncomfortable procedure and um the nurse who was with me at the time um held my hand really tightly for mm. the whole time and um I'd say she was maybe just a bit younger than my mum. But she like sort of patted my forehead Mm. and like was like, it's okay, it's okay. Mm. You were right. And she just sort of chatted to me in this really calming, like treated me like a child, which to anyone else might feel really patronizing, but it's exactly what I needed at that moment. I just wanted to be a child again who is just being comforted and doesn't need to worry or think about anything. And and so every now and then, like if I'm really sad, like that's my image of God is like Mm. this nurse who's, who who's like holding my hand and like mm. just and like you know or hugging me and being like it's fine it's fine mm. it's okay like because sometimes you just want that sort of motherly yeah. figure just yeah. to tell you everything's okay i guess like you touched upon the the traditional then kind of judeo-christian image of god is very much influenced by the language it's written in because they have gender pronouns so in the same yeah. way french does you know we uh, i was reading something recently that talked about you know we you could translate some french as i'm really looking forward to reading this book and discovering what he's about which yeah. wouldn't be incorrect <laughs> but of course it would be incorrect because that's not how we do things and it, it also i guess slightly the biblical narrative then suffers from that because not only do you have this kind of patriarchal thing but you also have a language barrier which yeah. then which then does that do you do you think you were mentioning your church is kind of trying to shift some of that. How easy has that been for you to kind of get your head around? Um, I felt very warmly to it. I really like it because for me, it it, um, it made me feel a lot more included. Mm. And I think that church should make you feel included. Mm. So, um, but I didn't realize what a, 
how much it meant to me until I heard it. Mm. Um, it's like my, I've got a friend who makes video games and she made a virtual reality game where um, in the game you are a child in school trying to play their Game Boy under the desk okay. without the teacher seeing yeah, yeah. you. So you're playing a game in a game. Yeah. It's very meta. And, um, uh, and when I tried it, when they were doing the demo, I put on the headset and I'm in school and there's all the kids around. You can look behind these kids behind you. And I looked down and I was wearing a, a school outfit, um, like a school skirt and like a normal school skirt, mm. like the normal length you get. And it was just dressed how I used mm. to dress. And I, and I went, oh, I'm a, how does it know that I'm a girl? And she went, oh, no, that's just the, the character you play as a yeah. school girl. And I... <laughs> and I uh, I started crying because I'd never like not like yeah, but I like yeah, teared yeah. up because I realized I'd never played a character in a video game that I identified to mm. and it, and it hit me so hard and I'm I'm aware that almost every video game character no one can identify yeah, to because yeah, yeah. they're all like super buff or super sexy or you know but I'd never realized that was an issue mm. until I had had it and then I, the effect it had just blew me away i just think things like that are probably one of the reasons why you start to see a gender dis like imbalance in mm. certain industries and mm. areas that's why i i wonder whether obviously the, there was rules and stuff in the church mm. and everything but you'd have far more women actively participating in leadership roles in the church if we start being a little bit more female friendly with our readings mm -hmm. and with the way that we we talk about it and rather than phrasing everything in Christianity is male-centric. Which is interesting because that would, I guess there's a, what you're raising there is that for men, you can see yourself in God in a way that I guess then, I guess historically has been harder for women. But actually it's more than that. It's about if God is male and I can identify as in I can... If I work hard, I could be like God. Right? Yeah. Whereas that's a huge leap. God will always be a separate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I will never, like with the traditional version of God, and maybe it's why my brain started to make up for that and my mm. brain just started to be a bit more fluid with the mm. ideas was because I, I just find it very hard to imagine being like, I could I could try and act like Jesus, mm. but I can't be Jesus. Mm. I'll, I'll never know what it's like to to be a man. Yeah, and so for you when you, when you ask that question to God then, when you go, what do I call you? Mm. What what do you what do you want the answer to be? Um, oh, it'd be great if it's just like a like blob, <laughs> you know, like it was just a name. Yeah. And they're like, I always just say blob. Say so like blob. Yeah. I love blob. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess I I always, as an English speaker, I think they is is a safe mm. one. Maybe there's like some holy word that that none of us have oh, that just encompasses yet. everything, mm. but without. They trips people up because we're programmed from very early on that they refers to a plural. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only thing. I, I think it's the only thing that tends to get in the way for people mm. is that when you're trying to say they, as in like, oh, there's a group of friends and then one of them mm. uh, identifies those who you're like, they did this and then they, and mm. then you're talking about mm. two different people. Mm. It's hard to differentiate. Mm. I get that. But that's the problem with language. But for, for now, they will, they will work. There's going to be people who listen to this who will go, it's not worth it. It's not worth doing this split. It's not worth doing he or she. It's not worth doing they because, you know, it's been like this all this while. What, I guess for me, the thing is always, how do you define the benefit 
what what's the benefit of switching of interacting with he and she of moving today what for you do you think is the reason to do it because then anyone can identify to god no matter how they identify themselves Uh, what's your second question? Second question is, why do men have nipples? <laughs> okay. Well, it's a change of gear, if nothing else. Uh, I like it. Um, I've got to tell you, this sounds more like a confession of your internet history than a question to God, I'll to be, be fair. I'll be honest, it is a Googleable question. You don't need to die in order to... Because I thought of this question, yeah. and then when I knew that you were mm. going to kill me off, and uh, and so I did Google it, because I was like, actually, yeah, that, mm. why, why do they have nipples? Um, so I can tell you the answer. Please do. Um, straight from their mouth. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's that when you're gestating in the stomach, um, you're like there's basically all, all of it sort of vaguely start out f- female-ish. Mm-hmm. By the time the rest of the body is like, oh, I'm going to have a willy or I'm not going to or I'm going to have a vagina. It, it's already got nipples yeah so that's it it's as simple as that it's some evolutionary thing and then they um but because there's no people think that you evolve based on like what you purely need or don't need yeah and it's not like that otherwise hair we probably wouldn't have hair if that was the case well this you know? is why like, darwin struggled these... with nipples isn't it this is why this was a darwinian <laughs> thing wasn't it he couldn't quite get his head around when you say darwin struggled with nipples yes it's... i know it's a great run right oh, I'd watch that's that gonna film. get that's gonna get more complaints <laughs> i mean that plus everything else we've talked about so far um yeah that that was that was the struggle wasn't it because that, yeah, that was a question he had in terms of what that was about mm. and apparently aristotle as well Huh. Had the same question. There you go. So you're in good company. Yeah, yeah. It's also the same type of question my four-year-old asked. So that's the company yeah, that's you're in. True. You've got Aristotle, Dar- Darwin and my son. So yeah. you're in good shit. Um, it's a really interesting question, isn't it? Because it is a fascinating one because it it goes all the way back to this thing of, well, we just don't know what they're there for. It's like if we're not if we're not, if we're not being fed out of them, or we're not being strung up by them in a dungeon somewhere. It's like we have no use for this part of our anatomy. It's like what are we what are we kind of doing with it? It's it's I find it fascinating. I think it's particularly I think it's a particularly British thing as well, maybe, or maybe a Western thing, but this kind of like just unwillingness to know what our bodies are for. Yeah, like yeah. This kind of discomfort at our own anatomy is quite fascinating. How do you think God would respond? I do. You know what? I reckon God would say, "Ah, oh, it's a laugh, isn't it?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why didn't you make it so that the evolutionary process got be like, oh, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. guys really got freaked out by that." <laughs> I love the idea of God just kind of punking us with our own anatomy. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Your final question. Um, what is it? Uh, my final question is, uh, it's much more of a serious one. And it's just, um, is there anything that I should regret from my life that I didn't or don't? Wow. Because I, I did a show about regrets a few years ago and um, and sort of the big regret in the show was that I taped over a video of my brother and I pretending to read the news when we were kids with a, um, in the show, his little thing, in the show, I say I taped over it with an art attack because mm. that fits in a lot more mm. with with something I do but I was it was actually a Spice Girls concert which is <laughs> I'm even more ashamed of so I had to lie on the show because I felt so ashamed of saying Spice Girls um but yeah I accidentally taped over it and so that was the um but then in the show I start to talk to other people about what their regrets are wow. and to try and find out how to how to deal with it mm. um obviously though I do have like other regrets but they're really not that funny yeah or like they're a little bit beige compared to some others yeah. but um but I'm, what I'm always thinking is, like, is there anything that I, I've been quite stubborn and I can be quite confident mm. in myself and maybe misled so. And I just wonder if there's any decisions or anything I've done in the past where I'll look, I'll look back and be shown, mm. like, oh, look at the knock-on consequences that this mm. had. Whereas I'm like, da, 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 just living my yeah, life, having yeah, a great yeah, time, yeah. no yeah. regrets. And, yeah. then, and then just have them go, actually, you know, that thing, you should have regretted that. Mm. And you should have learned from that. Is there a, I guess when, one of the things I love about this whole thing, about people asking these questions is that often somewhere there's, there's an answer they wouldn't want to hear. Yeah. What's the thing that God could say to you that you, f- I, you fear the most or would you don't want to hear him say? I think my biggest fear is, um, cause I, as I said, I can be quite stubborn and if I, if I uh, say or act in a way that I really think is is correct at the time, I stick I stick to my guns mm. and I can double down as mm. well. I'm aware that this is a problem. And I become more aware of it when people don't do that to me. Yeah. And I'm amazed. Yeah. Um, like I, I called a guy out quite uh, the I called a guy out on Twitter who um who used who tweeted to say he'd used one of my videos in a lecture he was giving to some students and how they really enjoyed it. And I um, had recently had one of my videos. Uh, I had a guy email me because he, he said word for word, I stole your video from Twitter and put it on Facebook. He's like, it's had over a million views. Keep up the great work. And I was like, you, you're just, you're openly saying like, mm. I took your stuff. Mm. Also. And like he, and he even said, oh, I had to get past all the copyright stuff. I was like, wow. do you not understand like why I might not, yeah, yeah. why didn't you ask yeah. beforehand? And I was yeah. so upset. And then when I went back to him and I was like, I'm really, I had to try and like word my answer in a way that didn't have, like I could tell, you don't contact someone if you mm. know you're doing something bad. Mm. So clearly he didn't realize mm. when it, so I sort of explained to him why I was a bit uncomfortable with it. 
And then he wrote back, oh, it's you never know what's going to go. I didn't know it was going to go viral. You never know. And I felt even more offended at that because mm. I was like, I do know because mm. that's my job. That's why I, I make it. things that are yeah. really good. Yeah. And so for him to suggest that it was an accident that it mm. went viral, I found far more offensive mm. than him. I was like, do you not think that there's any thought or skill that goes into what I do? Mm. And so um, so I was really still quite sore about that when this other guy just said, oh, I showed your video to these mm. students in a, in a thing and, and they really liked it. And it was students studying social media, which was like the big trigger for me. And so I was like, <laughs> I quote tweeted him and I was like, I'm assuming it was a lesson on how to steal people's content without permission. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, because I've got an all right Twitter following and all these people are liking it. And then he immediately wrote back and he said, I'm really sorry, this has not gone how I thought it would. Mm. And then, um, and and then he said, oh, you're right, though, I should have asked permission and take this as a lesson. I, I promise not to show it again. And I immediately felt terrible because he was very, he was like, he backed down immediately. Mm. And then was mm. like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I ended up sending him a direct message and explaining what had recently mm. happened with this mm. other guy stealing my video and said, I'm, I said, you were right to assume I'd be fine with it. I, I would have been fine with it, but I'm a bit sore about not being asked permission mm. at the moment. And unfortunately, this got me at a very vulnerable time. So mm. I, I think I, I reacted. I was like, I've deleted the tweet. I don't, I'm not actually that angry at you. I'm just, it's just not great timing. Mm. And, um, and he said, no, no, I completely understand. And, but he was so humble and, and open to listening. And I remember thinking, if this had been the other way around, I would have gotten so defensive. Mm. I would have been so incensed and so mm. defensive and be like, calm down. Calm. Yeah, I would have gotten really annoyed. And he didn't. He took a step back and thought about it. And and despite me being overly harsh, went, oh, okay, you've got a point. Mm. And I just, I want to be more like that. And I think I've probably done that a lot in the past and not thought about how it's coming across to people. Mm. And you never know what sort of day someone's having mm. or like what they're going through. And so I think what I'm worried about is reaching the end of my life and then God being, you know, saying like, oh, look, here's the, here's all of the CCTV footage of your life, you know, watch what you want. And then just me seeing me reacting in that way to someone else, mm. whether it's in real life or online or something and it having a much worse effect on them mm. than I realize it is. Mm. And me happily going, do, 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 won that battle, la, 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 la. And it really not doing well with someone else. Mm. Yeah. Think the idea of un unintentionally hurting people. Mm. Mm. When you did your show and you asked people, what were the sort of regrets that people shared with you? Um, so I've got to remember, it was a few years ago. Um, there was a lot of drunk regrets. Okay. Got some great stories out of that. Uh, like someone who... Un <laughs> Uh, who insisted? I, I I said to everyone, I'll I'll, I'll credit you on the show, and mm. this person said, please don't, because um, they um, they'll be tweeting you going, how dare you credit me? I don't want your yeah, credit. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I I won't tell it the way I did in the show because then it just sounds like I'm doing material. But the story was that they were really drunk and they untethered a barge because um, uh, no. they thought it would be funny, and um uh and then the barge floated down the Thames and uh, crashed into a bridge which was damaged and caused something like two million pounds worth of damage or something i can't remember it's been a while since i've done the show oh. um yeah and then the bridge was closed for like six months or something um, wow yeah and no one knows it was them wow <laughs> yeah uh and then you know there's personal like uh um 
people vomiting and all this sort of thing. There was um, Emma Freud, uh, the writer, she did this thing on Twitter a couple of years ago and she she wrote, what's your biggest regret asking for a friend? And she got some amazing ones back. Do you want to hear some? Yeah. Um, Being sick in my father-in-law's hand. (laughs) That's one. I like that one. Um, Not flying on Concord to New York with Lionel Richie. He wanted to take me for dinner, but I was working. Um, Lots of, obviously, um, she said that death was really interesting. Like she talked about people who said things like, not being with my mum at the end. She died two hours after I, I left. I had a lot of me. those. Mm. I had a lot of those in the in the show. Yeah, that was one in particular. That's a bit like you're going to sleep thing, isn't it? That's the same. Yeah. That's the same instinct that makes you say bye when you go to sleep. So at least you know you say goodbye. Yeah. Which is that thing of, what if the last thing we do is a fight, or what if the last word is a harsh one, or mm. I always I always think about people who have to live with something like that. Yeah, yeah, and they were, and they do, and there's there's quite a few that um that yeah ended up yeah. in the show like that. Um, um, love was another big one. Um, uh, uh not telling someone I loved one, lived them twenty two years too late, marrying the first person who asked because I thought no one would ever ask me. Oh. Do you know my, when I asked my wife to marry me? Um, I'd already spoken to her her parents and we'd had a chat about it. I told them what I wanted to do. And uh, but when my wife rang her mum to tell her, she's going to hate me telling this story, by the way, my mother-in-law, but when my wife rang her mum to tell her that I proposed, her first words were, you didn't have to say yes just because he asked, which probably tells you a little bit of how she felt about me at the time. Sorry, mother-in-law. But that's absolutely (laughs) true. That's what she said. Um, There was lots, there was lots of ones about that, not following my heart many mm. times and again even just like fear i think not following my dreams yeah not oh, so many people job. not not studying what they wanted to study studying really? what they thought they should study that's interesting yeah yeah for, like going down a path that wasn't for them yeah or, like or being told oh you're good at this you should do that but secretly yes. they really wanted to do something else oh wow that was a really really big one which i and i ended up talking about in the show because my um my dad worked in it my whole life and then when he hit his sort of close to his 50s he quit his job and he was getting paid pretty Mm. well um and he went back to uni and studied to be he'd always want to be a maths and science teacher or a computer science teacher i should say he'd always wanted to do he always wanted to teach always his whole life um and he'd originally not done it because it's not very well paid yeah, yeah. he was like oh, i've got a family to raise and all yeah. this and then now that he didn't have a family to raise he was like oh, i'll go back to uni that's awesome so now he's a teacher wow hmm. i love this one but um taking far too long to realize that everyone else in the world is also imperfect and winging it just like me i love that right yeah. like there's something about that looking back and going why did it take me so long to realize that everyone's as screwed up as me yeah <laughs> like, there's something really sort of simple about that i think though as uh, as someone who believes in jesus i find that very comforting because mm. i i reckon i've always known that everyone's imperfect and mm. i found that terrifying and so mm. the idea of there being that there was at some point someone who was doing it right makes me feel so much better because that gives you something to aspire to or yeah because... it, tells, it gives me hope that like you could we there is an opportunity to not fail yeah yeah. Because I feel, I mean, you need to be like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay though. Like, yeah. It's okay. It's, it's okay to fail because to fail is human. Yeah. But, you know, you can, you can try. So bring me back to what you were talking about, which is this wanting to be better at how you react and all of that. Is that what gives you hope that when you look back on that CCTV, that there's also going to be moments where you, you do something beautiful? I'd never thought of that. Um, that'd be nice. 
I don't know if it makes up for the bad things though. I don't know if it's a balancing type thing. I think it's, I think I'd like to spend my life minimizing the amount of mm. negative impact I have. We're going to return you to the land of the living in just a second. Oh. Um, it wasn't as heavy as we thought. So ah. the paramedics have done their magic. Um, Great. But, but before we do that... Um, I have a weird fear of crocodiles now. Though. You should. I mean, yeah. you grew up in Australia. You should have had it like anyway. basically Captain Hook now. Yeah, even if you were in the kind of hey, world champion heat. when I get resuscitated, heat, can I have a hook hand? We'll find out. Ooh. But I'm going to say no. Um, before I do, I want to know one thing. Uh, is there anything you think God would want to ask you? Uh, why those shoes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I would want God to ask me if I... Uh, Take sugar in my coffee. I think that, I think that sounds like the kind of God I'm into. Yeah. If he's If he's got the coffee on, I am... Like, God should know already, but yeah. I just like that sort of... Because if God just knew instantly, you'd be, it'd be like, oh, stalker. <laughs> yeah. So, so God would just have to pretend that they didn't know. That's a beautiful that humility. Sugar? Yeah. And he'd go, you know I don't take sugar. And God would go, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Beck, they have managed to revive you. It just—it was a lighter stuffed crocodile than we thought, Yay! so we can send you safely home. But I do want to say a very, very big thank you for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, I'll be back next time to kill off another brilliant guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.